This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark. Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Cat Cyrus. How are you, Deanne? I am fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. I know, man. You are, like, very excited. I am very and excited. And we're excited to be here every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT 1210. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, commercial, residential real estate, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here every week to keep you guys informed because the media does not talk about real estate except for us. And it is booming. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up, Deanne? Okay, Ralph. Um, coming up on today's show is the market report. Yes. We have business tips with asking Dr. A. Yes, I think continuing series there. Which is always wonderful and very informative. We also have Mark's funny story. I got something different today. Okay. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Rate shopping. Shopping for rates. Shopping, shopping. I'm shopping. Seeing who's yeah, got the you best shop, rate. You're, you're going to be in trouble if you're shopping. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the first question is, Mark, there's a tree located in our backyard that is half on our property and half on our neighbors. Can we cut it down? Yeah, I got a call about that. The next question is, within a short time after buying our home, the heating system failed. It will cost several thousand dollars to replace. The seller won't. The seller wrote, don't know on the disclosure form. And the home inspector said the system was working fine. Do we have right. any recourse? Yep. Next question is, I'm going back and forth looking at this one property, which I really like, but I can't get myself to commit and make a decision. <laughs> oh, you're, Mark's going on a rant on this one. You got to make a decision. The next question is, how much money do I need to get a business loan? I have what I think is a great idea, idea but don't know how to get it started. Hmm, that's an interesting one. At least they're moving forward, right? You know, the yeah. graveyard is full of them. Great That's ideas. Right. That's Mark, right. We also have our topic of the day, which is four real estate myths you need to stop believing. You'll like this one. And Mark, before we get into our motivational quote, we are honored today to have our special guest. And it's Barbie from Barbie's Pick Apart. And she's here to give us a different aspect 
of the car industry. So and that's going to be great. And Michelle owns a different type business, and it's, we wanted to invite her on and talk about it. Looking forward to it. But Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, knowing is not enough, we must apply, and willing is not enough, we must do. So you can't, you can come up with great ideas, and you might know a lot, but if you don't have any action, nothing's going to happen. But before we get into the market report, Deanne, I want to send out one of, we both are one of our friends, Alan Stassen, he was one of my business partners, friends for years and years and years, passed away. Uh, and his funeral is actually today, uh, the day of the show. And uh, really saddened. He was a broker. He owned Remax Affiliates for 30 years. He influenced a lot of agents, brought a lot of people into the business, coached them, made them successful, touched a lot of lives. He's a very good guy, very religious. He was tough on the, on people like you and the... And the the vendors, we call them, right. the mortgage people and the home inspectors, but he had a great heart and he was a great person and it's a great loss to the city and to our real estate industry because he was involved in politics and everything. He ran for state rep one time and real close friend of mine, very upset about the whole thing and and our condolences go out to Lisa, his wife and, and their family. And their family, yeah, absolutely, he, Mark. And he, he was such friends and he was just such a great yeah, friend he's gonna to be missed it's a sad sad thing all right so where are we at here so anyway we are up to the market report and there is the bell so anyway the rate of single family home sales rose about four hundred thousand month over month that's a 7.7 percent increase seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.5 million uh, homes but this was down 3.1 percent from sales the prior september existing condominiums co-op sales were recorded at seasonal adjusted annual rate of 700,000 units up that's up 1.4 percent from august which was 690,000 or 4.5 percent growth from a year ago the median existing home price of three used to be three hundred eleven thousand five hundred a year ago is now up to three hundred and fifty nine thousand seven hundred. So prices are just going up, and condominiums are appreciating at around nine point three percent. So this this real estate industry is just like booming, but you never hear anything on the news. The media just does not talk about it. And if they do, they come on and just say, ah, since the Great Recession, it's getting better and it's a great time to buy because the rates are low. And if you put 20% down, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, you can get a good buy, but they don't give any detail. And, and I was looking at uh, inventory and we got a little more inventory in Philly. We went from 3,000 actives about two months ago up to 4,000 actives out of 676,000 houses. So we're going to be to near the end of 22 into 23 because before we start seeing a real, any kind of uh, a supply of inventory, we're down, we're at like a 2.4 month supply of houses nationwide. That's like, that's like really low. And we low, feel it. Really low. And we feel yeah. it. And they're hoping new construction and some of the building. But I'm telling you, this administration's making me nervous. Uh, they better not start screwing with that 
capital gains and all that stuff, that's going to make people sit on the fence. But at least the yeah, rates are Mark, great. So tell us about the rates. The, the rates are great. We're looking at a 30-year fixed conventional at 3%, anywhere from 3% to 3.125%. They've, they've definitely gone up a little, but still historic lows. You have your 15-year fixed at 2.350. You have your 30-year FHA, which is 2.875. Again, keep in mind, it is not too late to refinance. No. I'm going to go over the rates and range shopping in my segment, so I'll give you a little bit more information. Yeah, anybody above three and a half should do it. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to your funny story. So I got, instead of a story today, I got something else. These are like Q&As about real estate. First one is, what is a maintenance-free house? And the answer is, there hasn't been any maintenance in the last 10 years. <laughs> when is a one-story house a two-story house? Well, you get one story before you buy it and a second story after you move in. That's classic. <laughs> what is a housewarming party? That's the last call for those who haven't set a wedding present. <laughs> how long is a temporary mortgage? Until the bank forecloses. <laughs> and how do you sell real estate uh, 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 how do real estate closers communicate? Sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. Basically, sign language. <laughs> Here's an agent. Hey, how much are they asking for rent now? And the buyer says, about twice a day. <laughs> Realtors, first, first you folks tell me what you can afford. Then we'll have a good laugh and we'll go on from there. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you think no one cares you're alive, miss a couple of mortgage payments. Oh, my God. <laughs> This house is this house has every convenience except low payments. And if you want to exactly know where the property line is, just watch the neighbors cut the grass. Oh my god. And then the trouble with owning a home is no matter where you sit, you're looking at something you should be doing. That's great. <laughs> so I threw you something different besides a story. Every no, week. they were classic. If you have All a funny right. story, send it to eight oh two nine at Comcast.net or give us a call at two six seven two six six. 5501. So now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Kat Cyrus from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic today is rate shopping. So tell us about this. So, Mark, this is something that has come up um, in the last week or so because the rates do fluctuate on a daily basis. It yep. can be anywhere from an eighth of a point to a quarter of a point. And I get notified when that's going to happen. So that gives me an opportunity to reach out to clients and let them know, ask them whether or not they want to lock, they want to rate, lock in the rate, or they want to float. So the biggest thing that's happening right now, and I'm going to say within the last two weeks, is you know that I have a very large pipeline of pre-approved people that Big are time. looking for homes that aren't yet under contract. So there's two things that are happening. One is they're calling and asking if we can rate, we can lock in their rate right now. And the answer to that question is no. You need to be under contract yeah. in order to be able to lock the rate. And the, ring, the reason being is that when you lock your loan in, 
you're generally locking in for a term, 30 days, 45 days, 60 days. And that has to actually be tied to a property. To a contract, yeah. Yeah, it has to go to a contract. And people are starting to go online and Google rates. Now, if I go online today and I ask what a 30-year fixed conventional rate is, I'm going to get a whole list of people, or I should say banks, that are coming up that are going to be anywhere from 2.25% to 3.125%. Now, what do you think the difference is between that bank that's offering 2.25% and the bank that's offering 3.125%? What do you think the difference is? Well, f- first of all, when people do this, a lot of times they're teaser rates. That's okay. That's they, exactly it's, what it's I was going to say. To, it's get you to phone, call them up, and then you find out they're in uh, California, and then once they run your credit, you're at three. Okay. Because the, it's, it's just to make the phone ring. It's it's absolutely called a teaser rate. And there's also what you see total cost. So if you scroll down a little bit further under that 2.25% rate for a 30-year fixed, it's going to tell you that the cost for that loan is $7,000. That means that they're charging what's called discount points to get there. Yeah, and then there's that whole big paragraph in the real small print that you need a magnifying glass to read, you know, all the disclose, you know, disclaimers. Yep. Like on TV after they show you one of them drug commercials <laughs> and they go yeah, heart attack die and seizures. So, but the thing that goes along with this is processing fee, application fee, underwriting fee. Oh, yeah. These are all fees that are going into the rate. And that's something that people don't take into consideration. And it's one of the things that you have to understand when applying for a loan, that rate, number one, is floating until you're under contract. And number two, when you go out onto the internet and you decide to see what that rate's actually gonna be, you have to make sure that there's no closing costs that are affiliated with that. Origination fee, discount points, all right? or yep. any type of junk fees that go along with it, because I promise you that there are. With my bank, Green Tree Mortgage Company LP, we are a direct lender, I'm not a broker, I'm a bank. So we right. fund in our own name. And the reason that we fund in our no- own name is because we have a warehouse line. That allows us to be extremely competitive with the rates. Right. You're not getting a teaser rate. Most of the time when I give somebody a rate, when we actually do close, except in your case, Mark. But anyway, when we normally do close, the rate's going to be lower and and the things are going to be lower. So all I'm saying is before you decide to, to call that lender and say, well, I got 2.25% and you're offering me three, know what the facts are and know what it is that you're actually getting before you lock in your contract. I actually seen a weird commercial. I won't mention the mortgage company's name yesterday, and but they advertised three point five to four point five percent rate. I was shocked. I, yeah. It was like a, a somebody that's it was a mortgage company, but it, I was really shocked that they had like such high rates when an advertisement. Well, it depends on the credit score, and it depends on whether or not you're taking cash out. Yeah, but I mean, this was a commercial they paid for, and uh-huh. they were advertising high rates like that. It was weird. Anyway. All right. So let's get into um, our question and answer segment. Right, our first, first question, question is, the tree. there is a tree located in our backyard that is half right. on our property and half on our neighbor's property. 
Can we cut it down? See, like, we get these questions a lot, like, over the years. So many different ways we get this question. Now, this tree is half, so they mustn't have a fence. So this is on the border. This is on the property line. And technically, I don't think you probably could cut it down, but you're going to get in a fight with your neighbors. So the best thing to do with this situation is talk to your neighbors and see if you can come to some agreement. If the tree's causing a problem or something like that, you might have to get the township involved. But if, say, it's like just a wide open yard and there's no fence between the two houses and and this is right on the border of the property, right on the property line, I think you got to like talk to one of the neighbors. Like I have a situation, I have a tree off my back deck of the convent on the top. And that tree is actually not on my property line, but it grows up and hangs over and gives my deck some shade. And the guy that owned the property, the, and there's a garage in front of this tree, he went up one time and he like he trimmed it down, like really whacked it down, like without even talking to me. And, and it looked terrible, and he cut it too much down. And I rather would have had a nice discussion with him. And right. I think in that case, you got to negotiate. You know, you we get these the questions baby. a lot. Yeah, you know, you're better off having a good relationship with your neighbor and then trying to figure out what to do with that. What's the next one? All right, next question is, within a short period of time after buying our home, the heating system failed. It will cost several thousand dollars to replace. The seller wrote, don't know, on the disclosure form. And the home inspector said the system was working fine. Do I have any recourse? I don't understand it. Don't know. Like if they, they probably asked them how old was the heater and they probably said they don't know. Right. And, and sometimes you don't. And I'll tell you, there's still some old coal heel, cold heaters, coal, that can were converted to oil and now converted to gas that are still working in Philadelphia. I've seen them. Big monstrosities, but they're, they work fine. Right. And, you know, them things are probably 60, 70 years old. But when the home inspector goes through and he tests everything and it's working that day, that's what he says. It, work, it worked when he At the time it. of inspection. This is the reason to buy a home warranty. Right. Uh, because the cover appliances, you know, it happens a lot with washers and dryers. And st they bought the house and now the dryer's not working. They, they want a new dryer. Well, it was working when you bought the house. Right. Appliances break, you know. So unless you got a home inspector, I mean a home warranty, I don't think you have much recourse. Right. Unless right, question they, number three. Unless they hit something, you know, did something devious. What's the next one? Question number three. I keep going back and looking at this one property, which I really like, but I can't get myself to commit and make it a decision. Any advice? I don't know where this property's at because you're not getting too many chances to, to even go look back at them today. Look, right. So this thing must be like multi-million dollar property because that's the only type of market that they're staying on the market for a while now this is like the dr a stuff the this the disc the s's and the c's they'll do this kind of stuff they'll go back two three times and wring yep. their hands and what do you think and what do you think but what and, if and this is when you need an agent like me to come in and go it's got everything that we talked about I think you should buy it now and push them over the cliff. And then all the stress comes off. They made the decision. If they went back there a few times, they like this house. They just can't pull the trigger. Right. 
And I'll help him pull the trigger or push, or push him off the cliff. You're going to have a fierce conversation with him. That's right. Very subtle, but they'll get the point. All right. Last question. How much money do I need to get a business loan? I have what I think is a great idea, but don't know how to get started. This is a tough question to answer because you don't great know idea. Great ideas are hard to hard to finance. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like if you don't have nothing. You got a good idea, but you know, good ideas start in garages. You know, Microsoft started in a garage. Shark Tank. Uh, there's a lot of businesses started in a garage. You know how to get that kind of funding? Funding it can be tough. You know, Call banks. Mike Driscoll. Banks want history. You know, they they always want a history of of your business. A startup's tougher to get money for. So I, I really can't answer that question without more detail. Like, what's the idea and what are you trying to do? I mean, if it's an idea like our friend Alan and his other friend were working on a new app, Quickie, That's right. Quickie Notes, which is a great app. Anybody should check it out. It's called Quickie Notes. And every time your phone rings, this thing asks you a question. Do you want to make a, put it in your calendar? Do you want to make a remark? And it automatically does it for you. It's great. It's a great app called Quickie Notes. So, all right. Great questions. All right, Mark. And coming up next is going to be our guest segment with Barbie from Barbie's Pick Apart. Michelle. And she's here to talk about a different aspect of the car industry. That's right. Michelle uh, that owns uh, Pick Apart is... A different she owns a different type of business and not too many women are running in this business so with that you're listening to good news and real estate here on talk radio 1210 wphd all positive all the time we'll be right back Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and we are so honored to have Michelle with us. Um, and it's Barbie from Barbie's Pick Apart, and she's here to talk about a different aspect of the car industry. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Now, Barbie's Pick Apart, you, you, I don't know if you had a chance, Deanne, to look at her branding, but she, her branding is great. I mean, she's everything's to her pink truck, her pink van, and that, oh, and that cartoon, awesome. that figurature, or whatever you call it, of you, Barbie, it <laughs> is really good. So tell us a little bit, like now, tell tell the audience about your business and how you got started. All right. Well, someone gave me an idea and I ran with it 20 years ago. They gave me one year to succeed. And like I said, here we are 20 years later. Um, it's a complete... Congratulations. Well, complete, you, thank you. Believe me, I still, I work, I don't know if you can curse, but I still work no. my butt off um, <laughs> as a junkyard mouth. But um, it's a complete new pullet yard. The branding, I never even knew what branding was. It, how it started off with my logo was, um, I want you to stick your junk in my yard. Yard, yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> then these kids came in and they made this caricature, they made a caricature of me. Right. I was 20 years ago, by the way. And um, what happened from there is I was in the yard one night. It was late. Um, he found a Barbie doll. And it was, like I said, it was in the summer. And I get really tan. She was really tan. And he picked her up. And he goes, oh, my gosh, it's you, Junkyard Barbie. So then Junkyard Barbie became, instead of I want you, it comes, Junkyard Barbie wants you to stick your junk in her yard. That's right. 
yeah. So everything everything went from there. But um, I'm so, very like, passionate but, about everything so, I do. So. So in reality, you you own it like what people would say a junkyard, but yours is very organized, computerized. And and how and how does it work? Somebody comes, they pay a fee to come in, and then they go and and they get parts out of cars. Correct? Yes. What'll happen is you come in. Um, here we go. Women, vests, first responders, sixty-five and older, get it free, and oh. everyone else has, <laughs> has to pay. Um, so when you do that, you pay the dollar, but when you walk in, there's a lot going on in there. I have a huge um, price list that's on the board you can take a picture of. I don't give out papers. Um, there's rules. There's regulations. So when yeah, you walk out, everything is sectioned. So on the right-hand side of my yard, which is all, is all foreign, on the left is domestic. So you'd have all the Hondas together, Mitsubishi, and so on and so forth. And when you go down, everything is marked on the windshield. So it says it's an 03 Civic and so on and so forth. This way right. you don't have like, to so, sit here. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Right. So, like, if somebody's looking for a car part, they can come to your yard. And I know it's, like, computerized. And and, and then they pull the part themselves, correct? Yeah, and, and you pull it yard, yeah. Right. You pull it, and then you pay for the pay for it and i read your rules you're very strict no smoking no nothing man like you can't no mess picture. around and and you better not get caught stealing in barbie's yard man or you're in trouble <laughs> listen i have calmed i have calmed down so much kimmy takes over on that part i'm so done with smashing my car into other people's cars trying to take off uh, we got some we got some good stories actually last year i jumped on someone's hood because they decided they were going to... Oh, my God. Am I going to get in trouble for that? Uh, it's too late. It's no, too late. No. Yeah. No. So, yeah, but it's a complete <laughs> pull it yard. And I'll tell you what, when I first started it, too, um, I made sure it was easy. But it, the thing is that I made it so more women would come and more families would come. More wives come now. It's clean. That's constantly what I'm told. It's easy to find. And it's big. Um, it's not... It's. Yeah, it's eight plus acres, almost nine acres. Eight acres. So, of, yeah, eight plus acres. And then you have your own Wrangler section, which I'm a big Wrangler person. It's all classics and trucks. And I also started, um, I've got motorcycles, I have mowers, I have tractors, I have wave runners, bicycles. Um, I need a tractor. I'm going to come see you. You want a tractor? I need a lawnmower tractor. Okay, come on down. I'll just push you. No wheels. <laughs> I just, I'll hook it up the back of my Jeep. That's why I couldn't be on here last week because I took my little Wrangler out and had to pull a car out to buy it. That's what I do. I need junk cars all the time. If I get the cars that come in, it helps the next person. Right. Keep recycling, recycling. Everything that comes in is recycled. Batteries, uh, the gas is taken out. It's very, I, I'm very um, conscious. Environmental. Of yeah, environmental. Forget about it. I'm big on that. Big on that. I do the best that I can do in what I have. And you got and your place is busy. I you have like a, a big customer base. Like you know, I I see you on Facebook, and then I know you're very busy. Well, that's because I'm out there working my little butt off. 
bringing people in. And I do, and, <laughs> and I do a lot of events too. I'm big on customer appreciation because everyone who comes into there, it's, I am so grateful, so appreciative of people coming in and us all helping each other, especially with everything that's going on, especially during COVID. I had a lot of people say to me, oh my gosh, please don't shut down. We're trying to get out so we don't have to deal with our husbands or our wives. They would just come out to the office and, and hang out. So that was, that, was, uh, that was fun. But I do, like I said, I do a customer appreciation days where you come out and I give away free goods. Um, there's raffles. I'm big into, huge into animal um, rescues. I do the yeah, fast to crap that. out of a car where we... People come in and they get their frustration out, but then they also help, you know, animals bash <laughs> the crap out of a car. It's fun. So it's your 20th anniversary. That's that's great, man. Congratulations about that. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to look it up. Yeah. I, got, I can't wait to look up the I ride. Website. I buy, buy it, and every time I go by, it's always busy. It's like, actually, I got, I'm going to be stopping there tomorrow, uh, this week. Oh, I heard you're going to be stopping there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be stopping, yeah. But, uh, I her branding so good. I actually tried to write a song for her one time, Deanne. It came out all right. It, I have to do another one for you. A better rock, a little more of a rock. That one you was all right. Do you want me to sing? Because I'm really good. Uh, well, maybe, maybe. Pick up on. Yeah, I had my even had my wife involved. She did the yes. little pick up part. Oh my! Put God. the junk in Barbie's yard. Yard. <laughs> So but anything else you want to tell us about your business? Well, tell us I'll tell you what. I do buy cars all the time. Um, you can either drive your car in or I pick it up. You get paid. There's no scams. Everything is done legitimately. I'm not, I want a lifetime customer, not a one-time customer. So right. all the paperwork that's sent, that comes in, is sent to the state, is taken out of your name. You can receive government documentation upon request. I go above and beyond. Kimmy, my right-hand girl. She's notary title clerk of like thirty something years. She makes sure everything's done. But I just—it's a complete you pull a yard. I know I have a lot of people coming down now from um, New York, and I've had people from Vermont. It's crazy. They say that the pickup parts are becoming less and less. I guess down in my area. So yeah. Plus, like you might have some some part that somebody can't get. You know. Yeah. It's my son just bought. I don't know why, but he just bought a really big yellow school bus. Oh, really? And he took all the seats out of it. I should see if you want the seats. No, how no. He's making you know it, <laughs> but he's making it into them. a tailgate bus. Oh, a tailgate I just bus. got a school bus on Monday, which was yesterday. That's so funny. He's going to make it yeah. a tailgating uh, eagles, I'm hoping. Yep. Okay. Go Flyers, by yep. the way. Just we need something. We need something. Yeah. So, so basically, in your business, there's there's probably not too many women that run in your business that run a. I don't know if you call it a junkyard because in the old days, I remember I had a car I junked like my first Rambler way back when I was sixteen, and I don't know what they did with that, but like yours is different. Like you're they come and get the good parts off the cars, correct? Yes. If somebody was going to come find you, like, how would somebody look you up? What's the website? How do they get a hold of you? Biggest thing is um, on my Facebook, it's JYB Michelle 2L. Um, 
but then I also have another one that's um, junkyard Barbies pick apart and then pick apart salvage yard. The, the easiest way is JYB Michelle. I answer everything personally, so I know when people get a hold of me what they want. It's not anyone else answering. Then I have my website, junkyard Barbie. Yeah, junkyardbarbie.com. Um, I've got some videos on there. I won Demolition Derby. Go, Michelle. Give out your phone number and your website real quick. 215-295-7610, and it's junkyardbarbie.com. Very good. All right, thanks, Great. Michelle. Thank you so much for being on the show. That was a blast. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. Coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, four real estate myths you need to stop believing all right very good so thanks to michelle from uh barbie pick apart junkyard barbie that was awesome yeah so with that you listen to good news in real estate here on talk radio 1210 wbht all positive all the time we'll be right good news in real estate with deanne katsaris and mark cumberland is proudly being provided by the philadelphia federal credit union not here for our profit here for yours deanne and mark will have more in a moment but first a message from one of our home team partners green tree mortgage how much do you qualify for ask deanne now at mortgagemom.net all right welcome back to good news in real estate here on talk radio 1210 wphd all positive all the time so uh, Michelle from Barbie Pickup Art, she was good. That's funny. You got to look her up. I can't wait. Audience. Her, look her, up. her Facebook page and her web page. It's her Facebook page is really funny. Her branding's great. I can't wait so to where see are we it. At? So Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, and it's the four real estate myths you need to stop believing. Yeah, and there's there's tons of myths out there. I just had a new, another class start, and I went in and I asked them about the usual. How much you got to put down, which is one of them. Right. But there's other myths, too. You know, one is that's still out there, that spring is the best time to sell a home. Historically, real estate seasons were tied to, like, back probably when you started in the old days, not <laughs> like when I started. You know, there was, it was seasonal. Right. And, and kind of agents used to kind of take off after October, after, after Halloween and kind of cruise to the new year and then have their toast and their business plan on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, those days those days are over. It doesn't stop. It's all year long now. There's really no big dips like there used to be, you know. And and the, and the one of the things too is over the holidays is some of the best times to buy and sell because everybody's very serious if they're if they got to move it or, or buy during that period of time. They're serious people. They got to make a move. There's a reason that they're doing that. You know, they're not they're not disrupting their Christmas just because they want to. They have to they have to make a move. Right. It's supply and demand issues. So you know, that's a good that's a big myth. Also, the number two is you know always start with your lowest offer. This is like the Uncle Harry advice. You know, the house is priced for two hundred thousand. And they're they're asking Uncle Harry and Uncle Harry's. Well, you never offer full price. Well, in this market, you because you start that coming in at one ninety because you listen to Uncle Harry, you're going to be losing a lot of houses. This is not <laughs> the market that the two like always come in with a low offer, and then and then the mentality out there is you never off. There is a myth that you never offer full price. Like the the buyers have this in the back of their mind, like. 
the twenty percent thing. That why would you offer a full price? They're they're you know they priced it at a point where they know they could come down a little bit. Right. That's like how do you know what they're thinking? First of all, and then secondly, I mean that is such a bad decision because if it's the house you want to buy, and it you offer full price, because look at these rates. What's the difference if ten grand or twenty grand on a thirty year if you're at three percent, five bucks a month? Yep. You know, like that kind of like that's what they don't think about, and that's a big one. And that you know you never go in full price. You'll have some. Old baby boomers telling you that kind of stuff. So that's a bad one. Uh, the next one is... What was the next one? I lost my place. Here. The next one is number Lois three. Off, uh, number three. Uh, cash offers Trump all. That's not necessarily so. I mean, just because you got cash... And I heard a horror story this week about a cash offer. that I'm going to figure out how we can talk about it, but i got to be careful. But, uh, you know... It's not always about just because I remember agents and they would, I would, when I was doing mostly res, residential, I was 80, 20 listings. I, I always wanted to be the list on the listing side and agents would come to me and I got like two or three offers, right? And I got a great offer. In the end, they don't show up with a bag of cash and hand you a bag of cash. They give you a check. The same thing the mortgage company gives you. But like agents would say to me, but our offers cash at 200 grand. Yeah, well, their offers to two ten, and it's not cash. So, yeah, but ours is cash. So what? And they think that they're <laughs> going to keep the cash they, they if the deal doesn't is, go through. They think that is impressive or something. I used to say to them like that, and fifty cents will get you a pretzel. That never used to go over too well, right? But, <laughs> but I mean, in the end, you're getting a check. I remember actually, though, in the 2000s at settlements where people actually showed up with paper bags and dumped a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of cash on the table and the title clerk had a heart attack. Yeah. That <laughs> but did, I mean, that actually happened not that long ago. But like in the end, the seller gets a check. So it never used to impress me when they said it's just cash. And the last one, of course, is 20 percent down. The one we talk about all the time. I just had, I just had a class. I asked them about the foreclosure rate in 2008. What what percentage of the country was in foreclosure? They started out at a gate like 70%, yep. 80%, 50%, 40%. When I told them 5.1%, they almost had all, the whole class went, oh. I know. And, that's just, and then I asked them how much you got to put down. 20%, almost all of them said. 3%, Mark. 3%. 3%. I All mean, right. call a professional. All right, very good. And so, Mark, we are up to our business segment with Dr. A, and today our topic is the turnover audit. Dr. Abelson. Welcome, Dr. How A. How are you? Hi. Now, we, we talked about this last week, which was very interesting because we've been talking about this, you know, coming back into the workforce and productivity. So pick up where we left off last week. Well, last week, what we talked about was this turnover audit, where we looked at whether the person who was leaving was a high performer versus a low performer, and whether their turnover was something that was avoidable or not. Uh, because you, if it's unavoidable turnover, you're hitting your head against the wall to stop it. All right? right. So the issue becomes, if they're low performers and they want to leave, uh, let them go. <laughs> right. Uh, because it, it's interesting. 
a lot of times, especially in the real estate industry, what I found is is people want to hold on to these not just low performers, but they hold on to top performers that are culture killers. Okay, and what I mean by that is they just cause all kinds of problems within the office. And I had really, a, you know what, not to interrupt there, but I just had a conversation about that because I ran an office. Uh, Keller Williams office and we had a leadership council they have that ALC right which well, are part owners and I remember I fired two of them because they were disruptive right. and it improved my whole culture yes well and it typically improves the office or the market center for KW that's the language they use uh, for the entire place why number one when you ask these people to leave, they're going to get a job somewhere else. And it's typically fairly close, especially if it's in residential real estate. So they were a disruptor for your office. Now they're causing problems for somebody else's office, number no one. No doubt about it. Number two, even if they're high performers, what happens is there's typically a cadre of, of a number of people that are hanging like right up underneath them, you know, but, but they're kind of like at a glass ceiling type of thing. And yes. when these... When these top performers leave, all of a sudden they have a shot to be the top performer in the office. So what happens is you have these three, four, five, or six people all of a sudden come to life because now they have a shot to be number one or number two uh, instead of these other true. people that you leave. And so what happens is these other people fill the void and you get rid of the troublemakers. And on top of that, the troublemakers go to another office and cause another cause manager trouble. in another office all kinds of heartaches. I call them malcontents. No matter what you do with certain people, they're not going to be happy. And, right. and then this, and I had, I remember firing one of them, and I went there eight o'clock in the morning to can him for something he did on Friday, and and when he he was in shock, he goes, but I'm a six million dollar producer. Right. I said, I said, listen, you're worth twenty one thousand dollars because we have a cap system. I uh -huh. said that's you're only worth twenty one thousand dollars to me. I could hire two newbies. I said you're out of here. Give me your keys. He almost <laughs> started crying, but it was like he was gone. And it was all because of he was causing issues in the office. Right. I mean, people, I, I, a lot of I, times... I was, the, I was the protector of the culture. I thought the culture was the most important thing in my office. Well, it, it is definitely very important, but you definitely also have to make sure you have good performers. Okay. Uh, and you can have a performance culture. Now, one of the other aspects is there's something that I, another concept I created called optimal turnover. There is an optimal turnover rate. And it's interesting what I find, not just in, across the residential real estate industry, right now it's a little higher because people can move away and move around so easily. But typically it's between 30 and 35% what the average turnover rate is. So if you're down in the 20s, you've got a very good turnover rate, right? Uh, and you're not going to do much to lower the turnover rate uh, before it starts costing you a lot of time or a lot of money. Now, if your turnover rate is 40%, then you need to be spending a lot more time. With yeah. That. And then the other thing too, like now we're in October, right? We're at the end of October. Right. And the beginning of October is when you should plan your next year. And I used to always plan about retention. And, and because because I planned it, my retention stayed low. So, Doctor, we're going to have to end yep. it there. Tell everybody how to get a hold of Dr. Abelson. Just dr. Period A at Abelson, A B E L S O N dot net, or go to our website, www.abelson.net. All right, very good. Thanks. Sounds great. Thank you, Dr. Thanks, Dr. Dr. And again, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267 266 5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And I just want to send out a uh, condolences to the St Alan Stassen's family and friends. 
a great loss to the city real estate industry and to our community uh real big loss alan stassen was a great guy and with that i want to thank all the listeners for tuning in every week our sponsors for keeping us on the air if you want to ask us a question give us a call we're here every saturday at one o'clock with that have a great week i'm mark cumberland i'm deanne katsaris your mortgage mom you've been listening to good news in real estate here on talk radio 1210 wpht all positive all the time Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.